Hi, this is Tim Jones. I'm the composer for Chuck, and you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The first and only podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. And that's not Liz. She's not with us today, and we sure miss her. Next time, Liz, you've got to make it. Yeah, we've had some scheduling issues. Uh, the fall is a busy season for all of us, and uh, it wasn't until last minute we we realized we we're going to be able to record this morning. So, uh, unfortunately, Liz, sorry, we, we wish you were here. But moving right along, you've probably been wondering where we are. We're back, and we are working out our scheduling to try to see how often we can bring you the podcast in the fall. We're thinking it may be every couple of weeks, maybe slightly shorter podcasts, but we're going to do our best. We're going to make sure that we have lots of great Chuck news for you, and uh, we'll try to keep you posted on when the podcasts are up and when they're coming. But we're going to roll right into the news, and the most exciting news we have today is that Chuck won an Emmy! It did, at the Creative Emmys, which is held a week before the primetime Emmys that we all see on TV. Chuck won for Outstanding Stunt Coordination. Um, yeah, so that was for Chuck versus the Undercover Lover, which if you remember that from last season, there were quite a few really great stunts in that, uh, a lot of really good fight scenes. And so we want to congratulate Merritt Yonka, the stunt coordinator, who won an Emmy for that episode. Congratulations, Merritt. Yes. So now we can say Emmy-winning Chuck. Very, very cool. Uh, next item is that the first webisode is available at NBC.com slash Chuck. And you can see Casey's three strikes rule for shoplifters. I, I actually haven't checked. I'm not sure if that's available in Canada. Typically, the content is not available outside the States. But uh, hopefully, they make an exception for this one. Unfortunately, I don't think that they did. It, it may be available in Canada, but folks on the ChuckTV.net forum some, from some other countries are reporting it. They cannot see the webisode. So hopefully it'll be out on Hulu soon, at which point you should be able to see it. But right now it's only on NBC's website. So I think it is just restricted to the United States. Yeah, unfortunately, when I checked Hulu, they also had a lot of the same restrictions. We're kind of second-class citizens when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I totally understand why legal reasons and stuff. Anyway, right. rolling right along to more exciting things. Um, premier ratings, okay, not so exciting. Premier ratings were mediocre with approximately 6.5 million viewers tuning in last week. That may sound like a lot of people, but that's not actually what they consider a lot of people for a, a network show. Um, ratings for episode two were not out yet as we record this podcast, but uh, I, I did want to clarify that ratings are down across the board. I know another show that I watch, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, was getting about 5.6, uh, even a million less than, than Chuck, um, though that's not considered great news for them. 
But uh, I I really want to urge everybody to pull your friends in, and especially if you know any Nielsen families, pull them into Chuck. Introduce your friends to Chuck. I've I've been talking about it a lot at my workplace, and I've uh, I've been able to successfully draw a few people into the fold. That's right. Tell your friends. But we do want to mention also, though, that NBC had the first episode for Chuck's uh, second season available online and also on Comcast On Demand for a week before it actually premiered on NBC. So I'm not sure just how much that affected the ratings, but obviously when episode two ratings come out, which we will post at ChuckTV.net, we should see how it impacted uh, the ratings for episode one. We think that Episode two is going to show uh, an increase in ratings simply because people could only watch it on NBC. So. Yeah, and and I do want to mention uh, I know a lot of the the podcasts have been talking about this that uh, especially because of the demographic of of Chuck you you find that there's a lot of people who either PVR it or they they watch it online they get it on iTunes um, there's a lot of other ways to watch it that are not measured by the Nielsen people and you may say well. Why don't they just add those numbers in? And it's because the advertisers who pay for the commercials in the middle care that you watch it um, when it's actually on TV. It's a kind of a silly system. It's People have been talking about trying to modernize the system. If you do watch it uh, at a regular time slot, you can find out about becoming a Nielsen family and get factored into the ratings. That's a great thing to do. And again, if you know any Nielsen families, you can you can talk to them about it. Or just email NBC or... Um, get your voice heard and say, hey, I do watch it. I love it. I just watch it a different way. Anyway, moving right along um, to 3D. Mel, what can you tell us about that? Well, Chuck is going 3D. Um, TV Guide correspondent Matt Minovich revealed in his Mega Minute last week that Chuck is preparing to shoot a 3D episode. Um, the script is currently FJSEO, which means for Josh Schwartz's eyes only. But it is scheduled to film in October, uh, Matt confirmed. And it sounds to me, based on the scheduling, that it's going to be episode 213 or 214, which also translates to Chuck, Sarah, Casey, and the Nerd Herd invading your living room in 3D during February sweeps, which sounds about right. I'm kind of a technical person, but um, I've never heard of 3D television. W- what is that all about? I believe they've done it a couple of times um, in the past where what they'll do is they'll send out probably like in TV Guide or Entertainment Weekly or some other way where you can get it for free. You'll get some 3D glasses somehow, hmm. and you'll sit in front of your TV and, and put those glasses on. There'll be like a little signal that tells you when to do it. You put those glasses on, and you get almost in your living room scenes. So we'll be getting more information on that as the shoot progresses. And then, of course, closer to when it's going to air, we'll be getting some more information about that. But something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've heard that you can do it really well. I didn't see the um, Journey to the Center of the Earth movie, but people were saying that you can actually have a 3D movie that works well in 2D. So people aren't just going into the camera and away from the camera, into the camera and away from the camera. I think we can trust that as many geeks as there are involved in making check, if they're going to do 3D, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. And moving right along, we've got two episodes that have aired in the last week. And, um, boy, they were. it's, it's been just great to see Chuck again. Um, episode 1 uh, and Episode 2, both were, were killer episodes, very funny, and 
I think just as good as any episodes last season. What what do you think, Mel? I think so. I don't know if it was that just relief at seeing the gang on my TV screen again, or if it was that this long break that they've had because of the writer's strike has really caused the um, creative team and the cast to step up their game. Uh, one thing I noticed is that Ivan Strahovski's American accent is quite a bit better than it was last season, and I didn't think it was bad last season. Mm-hmm. But I think um, she just seems more comfortable with it. Well, she's had, had another year to normalize. Exactly. So, I mean, that's just one of the little things that um, there's a lot of those little things that are adding up to making these first two episodes just outstanding. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of great guest cast, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, John Larroquette, Melinda Clark, mm-hmm. um, and all of their parts were, were really excellent, I felt. Yeah, they were kind of seamless in, seamlessly inserted into the series without it being stunt casting you know Mm -hmm. it was instead it was just of course there are going to be frequent guest stars that's just the nature of the show um and i think it is a testament to the success of chuck that they're getting these bigger names now these um names that we know are coming aboard to guest star and we'll have more on that later in the spoiler section as well some more casting news but i think it's they're using those guest stars effectively yeah, and, and, and actually, um, something that I noticed, and, and uh, big news, of course, in our home, is that uh, my wife actually watched Chuck for the first time last night. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and something that she pointed out, um, which was really interesting to me, is that even though the Melinda Clark and, and John Larroquette characters were great, and John Larroquette, I mean, he's, he's, he's just an icon in, in the business, mm-hmm. um, she pointed out that, that Chuck... Um, Zachary Levi not only held his own, but he he was stronger on screen than them. You know, I think you're right. And I think part of that is that Zachary Levi is feeling more confident as the lead of the show. You can see that also in the press that he does for the show. He's seeming more and more confident. But then also Chuck, as a character, is getting more confident in his role as a a pseudo-spy, even though... There are still times, I mean, he, he's starting to take control of his life in, in all areas, but especially when there are missions and things, he's starting to be a little more assertive, although occasionally he does still, you know, scream like a girl and run away. Mm. You know, there's still some check in there, some of that inherent checkness that we saw in season one, but he is becoming more confident as a character as well. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited about where this season is going. And um, one of the great things for me is that uh, I, I watched some other series and between one season and, and the next, it almost seems like it's a different writing staff. Like it seems like there's there's a completely different tone or, or there's new characters. Some characters are gone. What I love is that this is like literally they might as well have just picked up where they left off in the last season, even though there was quite a big gap between last season and this season. Mm-hmm. We seem to have kind of a, an overall theme here in the first couple of episodes that I think continues into the third episode with the cipher and the beta intersect and what's going on with that. Um, that, from what I understand, is going to have quite an impact on the rest of the season, which, of course, makes sense because if the beta intersect had worked, mm-hmm. then, you know, Chuck would have been, well, he thinks he would have been free, but Casey knows otherwise. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's really interesting now that they they do have the cipher back, and so they're going to try to rebuild the, the intersect. So what's going to happen if that is successful? Um, and then there's the whole 
uh, aspect of fulcrum being behind sabotaging the the, the beta intersect. Mm-hmm. And of, co- of course, if Bryce was working for fulcrum and he's the one that sent the intersect to check in the first place, what is fulcrum's ultimate goal here? Mm-hmm. You know, if they keep destroying it, they've got check as their backup, I suppose. But he's in NSA CIA custody. I'm I'm really interested to see where they're going with this. And from what I understand, Fulcrum will continue to be a presence throughout this season. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it kind of makes sense that if they if they just destroy it, then they're free to to wreak whatever havoc they want to, and and they don't have the watchdog over their shoulder, or at least they don't have as as efficient a watchdog over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, if they if they have the full intersect the computer intersect up and running, they know that it's a lot easier for them to track their movements and and do things like that. I perhaps they see Chuck as much as they know of Chuck as preferable to the full online intersect. Yeah, that could be less of a danger, maybe. Yeah, but why wouldn't they just destroy the information completely? That's what keeps tripping me up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get right to our listener emails. Um, first up, we have Carolyn Schweitzer from Maryland, USA, who says, Gray, Liz, and Mel, I've been a long-time listener, and I wanted to thank you for creating a podcast that gives me my Chuck fix all in one place. I listen to at least 20 different podcasts. Wow. And this is one I truly enjoy. I'm loving the interviews, the scoop, and the spoilers you guys give the listeners, especially since I don't usually have time to surf around the internet as much as I would like. I can't wait for season two of Chuck and more of Chuck versus the podcast. Thanks again, Caroline. And P.S. Mel and Liz and even Gray are pretty. Thank you for that vote. Uh, Next up, uh, we're going to hear again from Kayla. What does she have to say? Well, Kayla sent in a note that we read on our last podcast, and she said, um, I've already entered the contest, which was going on last time, although I did so halfway through episode eight of the podcast. So then I heard that someone might find out about the intersect, and I immediately thought that maybe it's someone like Lester. Highly improbable, but I think that it would be funny to see him blackmail Chuck and call him a kick-ass spy. And thanks for reading my email during the podcast. I practically jumped when I heard the name Kayla. 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 I'm I'm making her jump. (laughs) Kayla. <laughs> it's a new game on Chuck versus the podcast. Make <laughs> Kayla jump. <laughs> well, thanks for writing in, Kayla. Hopefully, we hear from you again soon. And we have another listener from Maryland, from Baltimore, Maryland. This is Tina Kay, who writes, Hey, everyone at Chuck Podcast. I just want to start out by thanking you all for creating this podcast. Chuck has quickly become my favorite show, even though I refused to watch it when the show started. I quickly saw the error in my ways, and now every Monday, all I can think about is Chuck. Your podcast and spoilers are the only thing that's keeping me sane as I wait for the new season. I was able to see the full season two trailer on YouTube, and it looks like the magic of Chuck has managed to stay alive. I was wondering if you could watch some of my Chuck and Sarah videos I have on YouTube. Editing movies is the job I want want to do when I get to college and beyond. It would be fantastic if you would watch one. Here's the link to my favorite Chuck and Sarah video. It has 3,248 views. It's not my most viewed Chuck and Sarah video, but it's my favorite. And we will have a link in the podcast. Um, thank you so much for spending the time to watch it. And if you liked it, it would be amazing if you could say something about it on your next podcast. P.S. Mel and Liz, I'm a Gilmore Girls fan, too. In fact, I'm off to watch an episode. Can't wait for your next podcast. Well, thanks for that, Tina. And I did watch your video, and it was quite good. And then there are several others. Once you go watch this one that we'll have linked in the podcast, you can see more of her videos um, in the related 
bar over on the right-hand side of the page. So we encourage you to do that. Now, what I'm really curious about is why Tina refused to watch Chuck in the beginning. And who was it who got her to see the error of her ways? So Mm. if you know the scoop on that, or if you're Tina Kay and you're listening to this podcast, which you should be, then, yeah, write back and let us know the scoop on that. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that happening to a lot of people, that their initial impression of the show was very different than when they actually watched it, which is why we need to introduce our friends to Chuck. That's right. Tie them down and make them watch it if you have to, but you'll probably get a fan after they've seen an episode. Yep. And next up is somebody from Ajax, Ontario. That's right. This is from Lou. He says, hi there. My name is Lou. No, not that one. AKA Old Darth on the ChuckTV.net forum. And I live in Ajax, Ontario, about 20 minutes south, uh, east of Toronto. So to the lovely ladies, Liz and Mel, and to the gorgeous Gray, <laughs> a big thanks to all of you for doing these great podcasts. And my question is, how frequent will the cast be during the airing of season two? I know a lot of work goes into doing these, so doing a show more than once a month is probably very tough. What kind of a schedule are you planning during season two? And then he suggests that we do um, kind of a quick and dirty episode review after each new episode airs and um, get those as put those out as supplements to the regular installments. He also says, by the way, Gray, how is your TV night doing? You must be taking reservations by now. Thanks again for doing these podcasts later, Lou. Mm-hmm. So a couple of questions. Uh, addressing the first one first, we talked about it a little bit. We are tossing around ideas on what to do. Definitely our podcast will probably be a little shorter just so that we can do them more frequently. A lot of it is just pure scheduling. If we could work out the time, we'd love to do them more frequently and have them with more content. But it's just a matter of getting the three of our schedules to work. We'll do our best. And at this point, it'll probably be every two or three weeks is what we're thinking. We also would encourage people to keep sending in their questions because that does help us uh, kind of shape the podcast if we know what you guys are wondering about. So mm-hmm. um, keep emailing us, mail at checkpodcast.com mm-hmm. with and, your questions. And as for the TV nights, going great. I had six or seven people out to the season premiere. We've had some big upgrades. We finally got our new matching furniture. and. It's very cool. So um, I, I do want to say again, don't be afraid to email. And, and if you listen to the podcast and you're in the Toronto area, um, I'm located right near the subway. Uh, really easy to get to. So if you want to come and join us, I'd love to have you in. Um, we're going to have our next podcast definitely before the end of October. So do be watching your iTunes and make sure, please, vote for us at Podcast Alley. Uh, they refresh the voting every month. So on the first of every month, you can come back and vote again. And be sure to email us with any of your questions or feedback, mail at chuckpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And check at checktv.net. We do actually have the spoilers for episodes 11 and 12 posted. Um, we'll be revealing those on the podcast next time as well. And uh, we have photos up from episodes one and two, and we should have photos from episode three shortly. So be sure to stop by and get more news and information about Chuck at ChuckTV.net. Oh, and actually something we we should mention, make sure that uh, you buy the Chuck Season 1 DVDs if you can and lend them to all your friends so they start watching Chuck. That's right. Chuck Season 1 is now available on DVD, so buy it and share it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to the spoiler section. And that means that if you don't want to know anything about what's coming up in uh, future episodes of Chuck, then you need to go ahead and turn off the podcast right now, and we will talk with you next time. Thanks for listening.
And moving right into the spoilers, we've got lots, lots, lots. As a matter of fact, we have so much that we've got to kind of break it up and we'll give you some more next week. But rolling right in, we have some more casting news. Mel, what have you got? Oh, we have awesome casting news. In fact, Captain Awesome's parents have been cast. Woo-hoo! Yeah, they're going to show up in uh, episode 209, Check versus the Sensei. And Mama Awesome, a.k.a. Dr. Honey Woodcomb, how much do you love that name, will be played by Morgan Fairchild. And Papa Awesome, a.k.a. Dr. Woody Woodcomb, will be played by none other than Bruce Boxleitner. Wow. So Chandler's mom and the Scarecrow are Captain Awesome's parents. Very cool. That is definitely awesome. And also guest starring in this episode is Carl Lumley. He was formerly Marcus Dixon on Alias, and he'll play the the sensei from the title of the episode, a man Casey knows well. And uh, Carl is actually the second Alias alum to guest star on the show following Kevin Weissman's turn last season in Check vs. the Truth. Very cool. Um, And then in other casting news, in episode um, 210, Gary Cole, who I always remember as Papa Brady in those really terrible Brady Bunch movies, has been cast as Sarah Walker's dad. Wow. So, yeah, we're going to – this season it looks like we're going to find out a lot more about Sarah. Wow. Um, yeah. So, like I said, he'll be in episode 210, and he plays Sarah's con man father, and we'll see him try to pull con with his former partner, his daughter Sarah. Interesting. Indeed. So, yeah, this season is shaping up to be just a goldmine of great casting. If you've listened to previous podcasts um, or have been visiting checktv.net, there are um, previous casting announcements that have been made that this season, as we said earlier, it's just a testament to the success of Chuck and the quality of the show that so many um, name actors are being cast for guest roles. Mm-hmm. Next up, we're going to go into actual episode spoilers. And first up, we have a preview for next week, episode 203, Chuck versus the Breakup. Former New York Giants star Michael Strahan guest stars as the intimidating bully Mitt. Chuck is overcome with jealousy when his nemesis Bryce Larkin and Sarah's ex-lover and partner makes an unexpected return. Chuck and Sarah's growing feelings for each other are tested when their latest mission requires Sarah and Bryce to pose as an extremely affectionate couple. Meanwhile, Morgan faces his own challenge at Bymore when he must deal with a gang of bullies from a neighboring sporting goods store in the strip mall called the Mighty Jocks, led by the fearful Mitt. And as we mentioned in a previous podcast, um, the makers of the show were really, really impressed with Michael Strahan and how he did. They thought he was a real natural on the set, and they, they were hoping to find another way to write him into the storyline later on. I'm really looking forward to seeing Michael Strahan's acting debut on Chuck and seeing him go up against uh, Joshua Gomez. I think that's going to be just a really fun pairing to see. Mm. You know, it is a David and Goliath kind of face-off there, so that should be a lot of fun. Very cool. Can't wait to see it. Not to mention the return of Bryce and, of course, all the complications he brings with him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I thought I thought actually it was it was quite interesting when Bryce – came at the end of this episode it was it was almost like expected just a little bit either more or less there was a little it was like it was hanging a little bit too much on chuck anyway just minor editing note yeah it was a little bit of an abrupt ending um like they weren't couldn't quite show us the next scene but they needed to fill in an extra 30 seconds mm-hmm. so i don't know i think i think maybe they left us all a little bit um off balance and perhaps that's what they intended yeah. Next up, we have spoilers for future episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start with episode 208, Chuck versus the Gravitron. 
There is a security problem at the Buy More, and Big Mike leaves Morgan, Jeff, and Lester to keep an eye out. Gee, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> Unfortunately, Morgan presents the other nerd herders with dinner plans involving actual real people, so they leave the store unattended. Cut to Big Mike getting a phone call from the security company. Uh-oh. Meanwhile, Chuck, Sarah, and Casey end up at a carnival up against Fulcrum agents once, once more. When Jill warns Chuck about yet another threat, he isn't sure who to trust. It would seem Morgan and Ellie are on Team Sarah, but will Jill prove too difficult for Chuck to resist? And remember that this is part of this um, arc of three episodes where Chuck's former girlfriend from college, Jill, has returned. So this is, I believe, the third of those episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I just have to say a contender for one of the greatest lines in season two comes in this episode. Unleash the Casey. <laughs> That's great. Well, and, and rolling right into episode 209. I can't even believe we've got spoilers going so far ahead. Uh, we actually have even more than this, as I mentioned, but we're going to cover those next week. Um, Chuck versus the Sensei, episode 9. And, of course, this uh, we talked about a bit in the casting news. As Ellie and Awesome's wedding approaches, we finally meet Awesome's parents, Woody and Honey Woodcomb. They're both doctors and just as fit and athletic and awesome as, well, awesome. <laughs> Honey is over the moon about the wedding and wants to help Ellie plan it, much to her delight. After all, who wouldn't want to register for wedding gifts at the Buy More and call their in-laws mom and dad? Meanwhile, Casey's former sensei, now gone rogue, is involved with weapons theft, and Team Bartowski has to stop him using Casey's personal knowledge of the man. If Casey had feelings, he'd be furious over the man's treachery. If he had feelings, he'd be unleashing hell on his former mentor. So, this is going to be a pretty fun episode. Mm-hmm. I, I love anything focused on Casey. He's great. Absolutely. And then it sounds like we're going to get more um, Ellie and Awesome, more of their part of the storyline as well, which we actually are seeing a little more of them this season than we did last season, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we get to meet Awesome's parents. And as we mentioned before, they're played by Morgan Fairchild and Bruce Boxleitner. Very cool. Who are awesome in their own ranks. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to end off with episode 10, referring also to the casting news that we already mentioned. Uh, no title yet, but we flash back to Baltimore 1992 and watch a father and daughter pull a con. Who was the pretty blonde girl on the bike? Back in the present, Sarah is feeling bored with her cover job at the Orange Orange. Not much going on in the spy world right now, but things start to get interesting when her father, Jack Henry, shows up. Unaware of his daughter's real job, Jack Henry thinks she's pulling a con on Chuck and wants in on the scheme. When the opportunity arises to swindle a chic out of some major cash, Chuck, Sarah, and Casey partner with Jack Henry on the deal. Chuck displays a previously unknown talent. But when things go awry and Jack Henry is taken hostage, Sarah faces a difficult choice. Meanwhile, Jeff, Lester, and Morgan encounter the hottest piece ever to come into the Buy More, a vintage 1981 DeLorean. The owner wants to sell, but the guys are aghast that he'd want to get rid of such a treasure. Wow. I mean, that's going to be awesome to go back into Sarah's backstory. That's right. And if you remember, in episode four of the season, we're going to go back to Sarah's high school. They'll be going to her high school reunion in Chuck versus the Cougars. So we'll be getting uh, a couple of episodes where at at least where we get some more backstory on Sarah. Mm -hmm. A little bit more of Chuck with the the Jill uh, situation. Now we just Mm -hmm. need to know more about Casey. 
Well, we're going to get that with um, episode nine, where he's up against his former sensei. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess sensei could be even before his um, his time in the Secret Service. Um, no. No. Oh, that would be part of his uh, his training. Yes. Yeah, because I'd love to get a little bit more of his back backstory. Yeah. Well, rumor has it that we will be meeting um, someone from Casey's family this season, but uh, as of yet, no specific spoilers have come out. So hmm. fingers crossed. But yes, it sounds like we're getting just, I think it's nice that we're not getting, okay, here's an episode with all of Sarah's backstory. Here's an episode with all of Casey's backstory, because in real life, that's not how you learn about people. You get it kind of in dribs and drabs as you get to know them a little better. They start telling you more about this or that in their past and Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly Chuck's not real life, but I think it's a kind of a nice way to go about telling us more about these characters is to kind of give it to us over time. Yep. Cool. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening. See you next time. See ya.